uh, good morning, good evening, and good night. I've been a long time, but I am here. I'm back with a episode, a special episode. I have my guest here, Maka. Say hello, Maka. Hello. And we are here today to talk about a book that we both read. Actually, it was recommended by her. And um, it's called The Book of Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, I don't know who he is, never heard of him. (laughs) So if you want, you can um, Google. That's what Google is for. But um, but me and Maka, we are going to tell you about the book of the Four Agreements. and Give us our honest opinion. And hopefully you guys learn something. From what we talked about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'll start. So, in, in, in the introduction of the book, he talks about the domestication and dream of the planet. Uh, the planet which is Earth that we live on. And what he means by that, he he's basically saying that when we are born into this world, we have no um, structure of our own thoughts. So basically by the time we're out the womb, we are we're taught how to walk, we're taught how to talk, we're taught how to behave, how to act in public. And then once our parents is not around telling us what to do, we got the schools telling us what to do. What to learn, what's right, what's wrong. And that's all uh, domestication to be part of, of society. So basically, by the time we graduate, you know, we basically have no original thought whatsoever because, you know, we are already bred to do uh, what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I remember, like, you know, a long time ago, they were talking about, like, how school uh, is a guide for line work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can under I can, I can understand why, but that's not what we're talking about here. Um, yeah, that's basically what he meant by the domestication of dream of the planet. Basically, the dream of the planet is the thoughts, the ideas uh, that are collective between the people. You know, it's for society for everyone to live. That's basically what the dream and the domestication of the planet is. It's mm-hmm. the collective ideas of everyone living in society along with being domesticated on how to live within that set society. Mm -hmm. So therefore we have no uh, free will, pretty much a free will of our own in in a sense, until we actually become of age and we start to think for ourselves. Anyway, um, he talks about that uh, and then he begins to say that there's a book of law Mm -hmm. and in this book of law there's three people and they are the same person, they are you. And these three people are the judge, the victim, and the parasite. Uh, the judge basically lets us know that that we're doing good or bad, mainly bad. And when we do bad, we play that victim role. Uh, victim role. Then it's like, woe is me, woe is me, pity party. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into it festers. You know, it turns into a parasite. And we kind of ride that that pity party wave for a long time. 
and have to say the best of us I know I've done mm -hmm. so that's that's the book of law and that's basically uh, the way of life you know and he explains that like you know we are comfortable with that kind of way of living mm -hmm. and some of us are I've seen it plenty of times um, there's something else that he explains uh, in uh, in the introduction of the book and I'm gonna leave that to Maka. So he he also talks about it's called the mitote, and basically it's like um, your mind is a dream where a thousand people talk at the same time and nobody understands each other. So we live. He believes like we live in a fog, and everything is basically it's like an illusion. So we're always overwhelmed by the cacophony of like he says a thousand voices I believe yeah. it's like so many voices going off in your head and you're not able to discern or follow the right path because everything is just kind of overwhelming you and it's making everything cloudy it's making everything foggy so and every it's interesting because a lot of cultures have their own version of mitote right. which is basically yeah just trying to drown out the noise mm -hmm. I would rather use Aaron Plunge, but <laughs> whatever works. Whatever works. Um, so yeah, so well, there was an explanation, or or well, it was not an explanation. He talks about um, an example of the Natota, like being in a in a market, being in a, like a, a busy supermarket. So you're in a busy supermarket and everybody is yelling different things to each other but not understanding one word anybody is saying. So, like, I thought that was a perfect example. And, and it also could be, like, in your mind, not just incoherent thoughts, but also, like, we kind of go off with, like, the angel and the devil. Right. Like, part of you is saying yes and the other part of you is saying no which creates confusion it creates a fog in your mind and you can't make sense of anything and you're just stuck in this like stagnant <laughs> place in your mind right where well, you just don't know if you want to yeah. go up or down left yeah. or right and it's super confusing so and that's all a part of the domestication of the planet and the dream of the planet right yeah, yeah. because you know you're, you've learned something that's not your way your of own yeah. yeah it's not your own you're basically like going off of what everybody else is saying yeah. and everybody else has taught you and sometimes that doesn't even work yeah yeah you know? so it kind of puts you at a disadvantage mm -hmm. so i kind of see how that how that works yeah the matote the matotes um let's see uh i think i think we can go to the one of the first agreements the first agreement? Okay, all right. so the first agreement, so after, you know, the introduction, we are introduced to one of the four agreements, and one of the four agreements is being impeccable with your word, and this is a, you know, pretty good agreement, um, it's basically being true to your word, being mm. true to yourself, you know, you being true to yourself, being true to your word, basically nothing can't phase you, um, it's not every day that you might get it right. I mean, these these agreements take time. Yeah. 
because, repetition. Yeah, repetition. Yeah, because yeah. you know we we've been domesticated long <laughs> to enough to. Yeah. Uh, it, it's already like well ingrained. The, the word yeah, the word is domesticated in in us, but programmed like it's already been programmed ingrained yeah, into us to behave and act a certain way. So, and speak a certain way. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, being impeccable with your word is is you know, it's a good one. It's a so, he talks about how our word has has power. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cast spells every day with the things that we say. <laughs> uh, black magic, white magic, the whole shebang. Um, he gives us some examples. I think we all know the whole. Um, you know, he tells someone enough times that they're stupid, that they're stupid. Yeah. Because that, that's part of the, the magic. Uh, they start believing that they're stupid. Yeah, they start believing yeah. that they're stupid. Or if you tell yourself, I'm not pretty, I'm not good enough, you'll start to live life... That way. That yeah. way. Not being good enough, not feeling pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, like we talked, discussed before, that, you know, there's a lot of people that are really pretty but they consider themselves ugly yeah you know it's because of words that were spoken to them and being said so many times you they start believing it right regardless if it's true or not right so. exactly and I, i've heard the story like so many times for some of my friends that are girls who are like yeah i've been told that you know, i was ugly as a kid and i believed it and I always did this so I can make myself feel pretty, and you know it's just, it's a sad you know it's a sad um, it's a sad situation yeah. that females mostly go through growing up. Uh, but so many, yeah, so many. Of, but it it's, it just proves the point of your words have power. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Um, there's an example in the book <laughs> that I want to make clear. <laughs> that so after he says that our words have magic he made an example uh, of saying so he says this uh, he says to he makes an example where this one guy talks to another saying that if you have this certain color on you in your face uh, you'll get cancer within the year and he goes to say that if the other person believes that what he says is true, then he will get cancer. And die within a year. Yeah, and yeah. die within a year. It's full of shit. <laughs> that's what I want to say. It's full of shit. <laughs> I get what he's saying, but it's that's a bad that's a bad uh example. Yeah. That's a bad way of explaining it. I'm not sure if he's trying to be superficial with it or he believes that it's it's actually fat. Yeah. But um <laughs> I mean, like I was I was saying too, like because me growing up in a church, so when I read Be Impeccable with Your Word, first thing came to my mind was Proverbs eighteen twenty one, which is death and life is in the power of the tongue. So that's the same that's the same kind of belief that what you say you manifest and it you know comes to fruition like you create it you reap what you sow so it it's interesting like the whole white magic black magic 
and casting spells because that's kind of that's kind of what it is like if you oh, if, yeah you know like they believe too like if you say like i'm i'm the richest in the world like you know you keep saying it enough you'll manifest it you know you'll i mean will you feel rich or will you be rich <laughs> that, i guess it depends on what you mean or yeah, yeah when you say yeah. it I know there's an interview with Bob Marley. He was saying that, you know, or no, no, they asked him if you want to be wealthy. Mm. And he says that, you know, why why would I want money when I'm, I'm rich with, with love, I'm rich yeah. with the earth and, and Bob Marley whatnot. said some good, some good shit. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had what he was having. Yeah. <laughs> but um, being impeccable with the word, uh, to continue on what you're saying, which I already forgot marijuana <laughs> um. but it's, it's like Im- impeccable means to be without sin right. so basically be careful with what you say you know only speak things that you actually want to happen right because what you say you know somehow some way you'll create it you'll manifest it and congratulations Whatever you said, that's what you yeah, got. Exactly. You know? If you want to be, you know, if you say that, oh, I'm a bad person, boom. Well, you mm-hmm. might be a bad person. There you go. <laughs> you know? And if you say, I'm a good person, then yeah. you might be a good person. Yeah. Um, he also, I guess it kind of segues into the next agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, also being impeccable with the word. Is not letting other people's words affect uh, you. Affect you. Yeah. Which, Have an impact on you. Yeah, yeah. So, which turns into our second agreement, mm-hmm. which is uh, don't take things personal. Yeah. Which I, I believe it's the easy one, but at the same time, it's <laughs> it's a tough one. <clears throat> and also, it kind of conflicts with the first agreement. Um, yeah. You know, he says, don't take things personally. I agree. There's some things you can't help. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you help. can't help. Especially when it comes from outside outside yeah. parties. Yeah. People you know, people you don't know. It, it's it's kind of hard to like not hear anything negative. Yeah. But how you react to it, that's that's basically all up to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I be like, hey, Martha, you're a piece of shit. And that's up to you Absolutely. to believe, yeah. you know, if you want to take that personally or not. Yeah. Um, but you're not mocking. You're, you are a great person. <laughs> even me telling you that. Even if it's good. Even if it's a good compliment or a good um, feedback. He believes that you shouldn't take that personally as well. Because, because it, it's them imposing their world onto yours. Right. Which I honestly Which don't believe weird. he actually meant yeah, that. that. I, I don't know because that's yeah. it's kind of because it's kind of straightforward when he yeah. said that. Well, one of the things. So I mean, it's it's also from being impeccable with your word. But for example, Hitler. Oh right, yeah. How how do you not like all the Jews? How do you not take that personally? Right. That was you know like that was a personal attack that he did towards um, a particular you know yeah. specific group of people so how do you not take so that basically personally? hitler broke the first two agreements <laughs> right <laughs> he took things personally and he was not impeccable with and his he's word. not oh he, he was not he well was he not. was at some point he was at some you point you know what with what he wanted yeah with what he wanted because yeah. that's he what he said 
was what he wanted to. Yeah, was what he wanted to manifest. He got himself uh, a whole army of people. You know, I mean, his word basically kind of reinforces uh, the first agreement in a negative manner. Negative way, but hopefully you understand what we're saying that like you know words hold a particular power to some people maybe to everyone you know so don't ever let anybody say oh that's just words words they hurt yeah and then you you can't help which is how it ties into the second agreement that you can't help but take it personally because words they hurt and a lot of times it feels like a like a straight up personal attack like especially if they say something personal like about you like with you know like oh you know you're gonna die of cancer like yeah thanks <laughs> like, right how do right. you not take that personally yeah so and it hurts it hits different when it comes to someone yeah. that you know that you love yeah. that you care about so it was just like if my mom said some things that are you know really messed up i mean she she has i mean nothing too crazy but enough to be like why would you say that knowing my situation yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I took that personally. One, because I'm your son. Yeah. You know? Like, why would you say something like that? Like, I wouldn't say anything like that because you're my mother. You know, I respect you. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But that's that's the idea of not, not taking, taking things yeah. personally. And also trying to be impeccable with your word. Because, you know, mm-hmm. those two, they, bu- they, they bump heads a lot and they also help each other yeah. a lot. So, you know, with these two agreements, you just got to be careful on on how you approach yeah. each yeah. situation that you mm-hmm. come through. Because if you're not careful, you're you're going to yeah, you're going to break some agreements. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be impeccable with the words and you're going to take something you take it personally. You're going to yep. be in your feelings. Yep. And basically what these four agreements do, they kind of take you out of your feelings. Yeah. In a sense. They kind of center you more where you can actually almost kind of reset yourself mm-hmm. and kind of reevaluate what you're trying to do at birth, which is kind of pretty much impossible because right. you couldn't do shit as a baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? Besides cry, shit, piss, and cry some more for food and be burnt mm-hmm. to sleep. Um, but it's when you're at the kind of age of actually realizing that, okay, I can do this, but I can't because... It's frowned upon. Yeah. That's when the domestication... Yeah, domestication of the planet the starts, to, yeah. starts mm-hmm. to kick in and the book of law. The so judge, on and so the forth. victim, yeah. the parasite, yeah. So that's when all those uh, things starts to kick in and these basically four agreements are supposed to help. So I think <laughs> we, um, we pretty much got covered the second agreement mm-hmm. there's nothing else that needs to be no. said no uh, yeah. that was pretty much that was the it. gist of it yeah. yeah um the third agreement mm-hmm. is uh assumption don't make assumptions. make assumptions i mean it's it's simple <laughs> uh, i mean this this one's a tough one this mm-hmm. one is it's a tough one but you know there is they say Ask a lot of questions. Yeah. If you yeah, if you don't know, ask. But it's all fine and dandy until the answer that you get is not the right answer. Yeah. So you gotta be careful. 
But I think with the repetition of these agreements, uh, like, again, what we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, before we started recording, that, you know, you develop a spidey sense. Yeah. You know, you get to the point where, you know, how there was a point that we were talking about red flags. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a whole thing on social media. It was like red flags, this, red flag, that. So I think that with these, um, these new agreements you develop a spidey sense where you start to see these red flags and you you're know, able to you're able to avoid them yeah you're, you're able, able to take to, action yeah, yeah. You know, you're able to take action you're able to ask the right questions mm. you know and regardless if you get a true answer or not you're able to make a, a wise decision and, and this, walk away from yeah, it exactly. yeah exactly because if you get two and two and that shit got six <laughs> you know that there's something you know some, something's wrong so so I think what what uh, Don says in the book you know it all takes repetition mm-hmm. so I do like the fact that he talks about you know things being done in repetition another thing that I do like uh, that I do like about the book is that he does acknowledge that it's it's hell mm. you know and he does say a few times I want to say at least three times throughout the book that with these agreements you know you should achieve heaven on hell he doesn't say heaven on earth he says heaven and hell but yeah. he was really specific about that so yeah. I think he knows that like okay how life is yeah how life is and how it's 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 pretty shit and hopefully by simplifying these agreements you know the yeah these agreements that you know we can live a better life Mm -hmm. and you know by reading the book so far i read the book twice and i have a better understanding and i believe that you can use these agreements Mm -hmm. but not you know, word for word. Yeah. You know. Not exactly the way he has it. Yeah, because I think what he's writing in the book is what... Suits him. Yes. Yeah. You know, he the, it's tailored for him, and he's presenting his findings to the world. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that people like me, people like Mock, and hopefully people like you, uh, the listeners, can take what he experienced, what, what he wrote, and apply it to your life. And I'm, I'm going to try to do that myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I catch myself thinking to myself, like, okay, uh, I got to be impeccable with my word today. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to take this personal. Uh, I got to not assume. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the last one in a second. Yeah. Not, not in a second, but in a minute. Because there's, there's still some things under the don't make assumptions that we got to, mm-hmm. you know, clarify. That we got to, you know, explain. Uh that you know we're going to talk about what what it says in in this section um he talks about a couple you know oh relationships yeah this this one is like the the big it's like a doozy in relationships because it's that's pretty much like a downfall it's either the downfall of a relationship or it's something that makes you guys greater right by making assumptions like you yeah you like what we said like you make an ass out of you and not me me. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the don't the, this this one agreement if you can 
master it, it like well, it's a game changer for your life. And I do believe it. Yeah. I do believe it. Like I said, you know, you develop a, a spidey sense. Yeah. You know, that lets you know, like, okay, wait, hold on, something's not right. Let, yeah. let me let me ask this question. Yeah. You know, you get the answer and the answer's not vibing with you. You'll, like, you'll know. know. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll know. So I, I do believe, you know, asking questions mm-hmm. and and hopefully the answer that you give, that you get, yeah. will, you know, help you make the right mm-hmm. choice in whatever you do afterwards. Because one of the one of the examples that he uses, which I thought was hilarious, and like when we talked about it, you're like, yeah, you tend to do that all the time. I tend to do it, but it he uses the example of like being in a mall, and you see somebody that you like, and they look at you, or you know you find you see somebody that you're attracted to, and they look at you and they smile, and you're like, damn, like you see your whole life flash before your eyes. Oh yeah. You make a whole assumption that oh yeah, you see mm-hmm. like the white picket fences, you see like yeah. the. A wedding on the beach. <laughs> yeah, she wants me. She wants and me. You know, I love her. You t- I don't even know her name, but I love her. And you, you know, you just realize that you just set yourself up because then you see them walking off and meeting some, you know, their, their or her husband young. and her husband and her three kids. And you're like, ow. Yeah, that shit, that does like it low key kind of hurts. I'm like, damn, she got a man. Motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it does it, it doesn't but hurt you, in a sense where like it's negative yeah, and depressed. It's just like, like ruin your whole life. It's like, like like damn, that's what happened. You know, it's that that feeling of making an assumption. Yeah. And you know it's wrong. Yeah. You know. And then you cause yourself suffering. Yeah, you know, a little minor, a little yeah, slight you know, minor a suffering, bit of pain, like, a little bit of pain for you know no reason. Yeah, yeah because you made an a, assumption. Yeah, of a yeah. fucking smile. <laughs> you know, she probably wasn't smiling at you. Right. Probably smile at someone that you knew that was behind you. <laughs> you know, like when you wave at somebody mm-hmm. and, then and they, they're they not they even w- waving at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's based. Don't don't assume. <laughs> that's something you assume. Now, now your wave is wasted and you feel stupid. <laughs> now you put your hand in your pocket and never you take know. the hand out again. And then you know, then you go like you take that personally. <laughs> right now, and then you know you're not impeccable with your word because you're like, damn, I'm stupid. You know, like, <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. You know, you just messed up three of the agreements. Damn. Yeah, you see how that shit works out. <laughs> but as far as our relationship goes, he mentions that um, you know you do. Some, uh, how, how did he say it? How like uh, you expected something? Yeah. You know, especially like having you, having expectations. Yes. And without like, communicating you wanting the person to read your mind like like for women for example oh yes it's perfect <laughs> women for example you know like what do you mean you don't know like you know like you're supposed to know why don't you know like what your favorite ice cream is or what your favorite cake is how are they supposed to know if you never told them they can't read your mind you know and that's that's basically what he was saying with relationships is a lot of times either one or the other is expecting the other one to read their mind and to know when that's not the case that's not how you know like if you don't express it then they're not able to read your mind right especially if it's like the beginning stages of mm -hmm. a relationship or if you're tired you're tired and you're just assuming that oh they they should know i'm tired i just work like 12 hour shift right not necessarily because there's some days where you know they work a 12 hour shift and they're still yep like ready to go later. Right, yeah you know they'll, they'll cook a whole dinner yeah this that a third and yeah <laughs> you know i've seen situations like that mm-hmm. um and it's always you know communicate 
communicate. And like we said earlier, sometimes, you know, perfect example, someone's cheating. Yeah. You know, you can ask all the questions you want, mm-hmm. blow in the face, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions, are you cheating on me, are you cheating on me? And that person, they'll say no until they're no. blue in the face yeah. saying no, no, no. But in reality, they're breaking Becky's back. <laughs> you know, and... And you know, they, yeah, making there's videos, you, recording right. it in front of the, you know, their side, their yeah. side chick's house, you know, but right. yeah, they're telling you, like, no, baby, I was at the gym, like, you know. Derek Jackson, <laughs> hey, you know, let's, let's just, let's just throw that throw out there. Throw it out there. Yep. Throw it out Team there. Team Jackson. Team Jackson, <laughs> what's happening? But yeah, but notice after he, you know, exposed himself or, you know, after he made that little video, he hasn't really done anything else. I haven't really seen any of his videos. So, you know, he lost, you know, he lost his format. Yeah. But anyway, um, don't make assumptions. Yeah. You know, it's it's a hard one because sometimes we do got to make these assumptions just to see if, mm-hmm. you know, if this is what we feel is right. Yeah. You know, I can't keep living my life wondering what if. Yeah. I mean, I do that enough, mm-hmm. but I don't need any more than what I can yeah. handle. Because, you know, if it ain't Marvel's, what if I really don't want no parts right. of it? Because <laughs> I'm tired <laughs> of shit. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Uh, I don't got nothing else of that. I think no, that's, that's, that's basically that's pretty much it covering right that. Yep. Uh, the last but not least, I think we all can um, agree on this one always do your best that is the last agreement guys always do your best by always doing your best you reinforce the other three agreements it ties everything in pretty much yes yeah um we always want to do our best i mean I always want to... Actually, no, that's a lie. I don't always want to do my best. <laughs> I mean, pick up with your words. Yeah, I know. Right now, I, I am... <laughs> I'm casting black magic right now <laughs> on myself. And I'm taking minus five damage on speechcraft or whatever. Mm. Uh, um, in reality, I am a little bit lazy. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm a lot of bit. I'm a lot of bit lazy. You know, so doing the best that I, you know, doing the best that I can is something that I really don't do. I don't want to do the best that I can, especially if I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what he says in the book. You know, put passion into the things that you do. Yeah. But if there's something that I don't like, I really don't want to put passion into mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. it kind of reflects your work. You know, if you're not into it, you're not going to be into your work. It's going to reflect how you perform, yeah. performance-wise. And he talks about that, too. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, I honestly, I do agree. Um, if you don't like something, you're not going to perform well. Yeah. You know, perfect example, sex. If you don't like doing certain things in sex, you're going to perform horribly mm-hmm. with it. You know, there's, there's going to be a, a disconnection issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this person doesn't like it. I can, I can tell because they're not really being enthusiastic mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're not being enthusiastic about, you know, being passionate about, you know, things that you used to yeah. do, you know, drawing, uh, crafting, whatever the case may be, knitting, be passionate about it, uh, because, you know, the more you do things that make you feel good, 
the more you feel good. Yeah. You know, it's self-explanatory on that part. Of course, it's a little bit exhausting. Because sometimes you don't feel like you don't want to do it and you force yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of puts you in a bad position at the end of the day. You leave yeah. yourself drained. You want to be in bed all day. Put yourself moody. And it's not good. It's not mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to put yourself in a mood where... You always want to do your best. You always, yeah. exactly. So you always want to do your best. And that's that's pretty much why he, he, he highlights like doing as far as like work do something that you love to do do something that you're passionate about because you'll always do your best you know because you enjoy it i mean like sex if you enjoy it if you find it exciting and all that you know like you'll you'll do you'll do your best you're gonna do some you're gonna do some wild shit but it with always doing your best like it it makes everything a lot or at least the way i see it is it makes everything easier it does make everything like even like doing your best at being impeccable with your word if you always say things that make you feel good or and and then i say it in a positive way like if you if you always say things that at the end of the day you'd be like you know like i didn't say anything hurtful you know like i was very positive i was very uplifting with my words you'll be happy with yourself because you know you didn't say anything to bring yourself down or bring anybody else down with doing your best at not taking anything personally you know at the end of the day if you have like a day free of drama of not getting offended because of what somebody said or did then you're you know you feel good at the end of the yeah, day that's you're a good like, day yeah, i'm like that's i didn't take anything personally yeah, like you that's know a like good day. that person you know said fuck you as we were driving past but you know i was like oh you have a great day <laughs> <laughs> stay blessed <laughs> yeah stay blessed god is good <laughs> you know like right? just continue and keep it moving you know like you'll feel good about it and then doing your best at not making assumptions that one it that that one is gonna be hard because little, yeah. it, it always is always gonna fall on to you can always ask the right questions mm. doesn't mean you're gonna get the right answer. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. But, but I do believe that being you know, by improving and not making assumptions, you know, you get better. better. Yeah. yeah, you get better at making some choices and you'll be better at moving forward when it comes to certain situations. So that one, I think that will take the most practice out of all because, you know, we're we're creatures of habit. You Mm -hmm. know, we are run, we are fueled by fear and trauma. You know, a lot of trauma runs. See, now that I think about it, now that we, you know, we we talked about, those are the four agreements, guys, just in case you're wondering. (laughs) Um, Now that we, you know, that we're going over the agreements, uh, the domestication of the planet, I think fear is also part of mm-hmm. that domestication. Um, yes. Because once we have that fear, it uh, it kind of allows us to be more easily controlled. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, he, like one of the examples that he uses too is like being being a little kid and you're in the playground. You're just trying to have the time of your life. Like you don't, you, you don't have any fear you're not, you know, thinking that you're going to get kidnapped, you're going to get, you know, beaten, anything like that. But your mom or your parent, whoever's there watching you, they're the ones like, no, don't go there. No, stop doing that. No, don't do that. And then you fall into this whole domestication of the planet, the dream of the planet that wasn't yours to begin with. Because now you have all these fears that you never had before and all that enjoyment, all that happiness just got sucked away because... Now, 
you're living the life or you're living the dream of the planet. Right. You you know, someone else molded the way yeah. of your living. So like basically a uh, perfect example if um your mom told you don't play with that boy because he's he's a bad boy. Yeah. But you don't know don't know why he's bad. Yep. But there was there was something that he was talking about also in the book about being impeccable with your word. Um by by spreading black magic it's like like a, uh, a computer virus. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so now the uh the example that that we're that we're talking about is the mother is telling the uh her son that that boy is bad, spreading bad mm-hmm. about someone that she doesn't even yeah. even know. Yeah. Because she, she goes off by what she saw. Like how he explained mm-hmm. in the book. He, uh, he used the teacher. Yeah, he used a teacher. Like, yeah. oh, uh, that, uh, the teacher so-and-so, he's, yeah. you know, he's and a jerk. That's happened to me, like, especially in college. Like, I would, like, somebody would say, oh, oh, you got professor so-and-so. Like, oh, yeah, he's an ass. Or, he you know, he's like this, he's like that. And then I end up having, like, they projected or impose their world onto me. Mm. And I end up having this idea about this guy, about this professor, and... I don't even know him. So that's that's a lot of times that's just how the domestication and the dream of the of the planet goes. Like things that aren't even your like it's not even your thoughts, it's not even your feelings, your ideas. It gets imposed like yeah. Yeah, it gets imposed onto you. And the thing is you don't know it until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And next, you know, you realize, oh, this teacher's actually not really, yeah. not really bad. Yeah. Now, now you're wondering, like, what did this person do mm-hmm. in order to get this kind of response, or in order to get these kind of feelings about this particular person that made me feel completely opposite yeah. of what he or she told me. Yeah. So, there's some agreements broken and some agreements reinforced <laughs> in that situation, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so overall, this book, I honestly, I actually do like this book. Yeah. I do. As much as I like to talk shit about it and, <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly do like this book. It, it's it's a simple read, 130 <laughs> pages, 138 yeah. pages. It's a, it's, a, it's a short, easy read. A like short, easy yeah. read. Um. Like, honestly, I read it within one day. Yeah. Things, I just wish that I knew about these agreements a long like, time ago. Yeah. You know, like, probably before my first heartbreak, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That way, my heartbreak wouldn't be as severe as it was. And hopefully, it would have prevented the other heartbreaks yeah. or, you know, right? to have no other heartbreaks. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. because <laughs> I was impeccable with my word. Mm-hmm. I didn't take things personally, and I didn't assume. Yeah. And I always did my did best. best always done my best but now I'm not that impeccable with my word I really don't I don't take things personally yeah I don't assume because I really don't care (laughs) (laughs) and um, I'm not always doing my best so these agreements is not working for me (laughs) so this is why we tell you that you know you gotta tailor these agreements to your liking you know because if I were to put some of these agreements on There'll be high waters on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a, what was that movie? Tommy Boy, Big Man, Little Coat. <laughs> yeah, that's me right there. Mm-hmm. You know, those don't. You know, 
what's in the book doesn't fit me. Now, yeah. if I tailored it to my likeness, I think I'll have, um, as he would say, heaven on hell. And I think if you guys decide to read this book, um, I think you'll understand what we're talking about. We're like, there's some things that you might have to make some changes. Yeah. I think Don needs to revisit this book himself <laughs> and do like an update because some of the shit ain't it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's 2022. Not, yeah, 2022 <laughs> edition because, you know, there's a lot of things that 2022 is. Um, yeah, we already broke all four. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we broke all four agreements. Uh, shit. I think we started that in 2020. I mean, we've been breaking these agreements. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, it's a good book. It is. I recommend it. I honestly, I recommend it to young adults, to your teenagers, to, you know, to the kids that actually has a good understanding of how the world is. And they want to, if you want them to reinforce the mentality for the real world, I think this His book, book is perfect. Is perfect mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, whatever bad stuff happens, it won't hurt as bad. They'll have the tools. If they understand it, they'll have the tools to protect themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because, you know, it's it's a crazy world out there. Yeah. And some of these individuals, they'll suck you dry and they will, you know, they'll put you in a, in a headspace where, like, you don't want to come out of. Yeah. And that's like the last thing that that you don't want to be, be down is, the rabbit hole forever. Yeah, yeah down the rabbit hole forever, and that's you know that's the last place you, you know, that you don't want to be at. Yeah. And um, these four agreements, it it does it does it gives you insight into a better way of dealing with with certain situations, with having a better outlook on certain things. Not everything, you know, but you know like. Michelle was saying too, like you can definitely tweak it and fit it to your, you know, to how you'd be able to best cope with things. I mean, because yeah, like the some of the, a lot of the examples he uses, like it's like uh, I don't know if that's it. You yeah, know, you know, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> that ain't yeah. it. That ain't it. But, yeah, there's there was there's a few a lot of that ain't it moments <laughs> yeah. reading the book, but overall. It's a book that yeah. I would recommend to you know, to a young adult. Highly recommend to young adults, especially. Yeah, especially you know the ones that haven't really stepped foot into the real world. <laughs> that are still you know tipping their you know putting their toes yeah. in the water. For th- those people, it's good for them. Um, I think uh, adults like like us, <laughs> I read it, read it you know, also. Just and to, take what resonates. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm taking. I'm, I'm taking. There's a lot of things I'm taking. What's yeah. resonant? You know, take a few pages. Yeah. A few pages. No, leave what doesn't. Just take what resonates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. exactly how I look at it. I yeah. leave what don't. <laughs> like I'm like nah. Yeah, I was like a, a thrift store, but everything's free. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna take. Eh, I'm gonna take. Uh, that, you can that, stay there. Man. Yeah. Some some of the things don't fit. You know, like right? you said, some things right. don't fit. And. And not everything always should fit when it comes to different individuals, especially living in this kind of life. Um, this life is crazy to the utmost power. Uh, anything can happen. We only have control of, of what we have control of. Like yeah. it's, even what we believe that we have control is, sometimes we really don't have control of that yeah. either. But we have some handle 
on our life. And hopefully these four agreements um, will help. Will help you, yeah. Will help. Definitely. Because basically, I mean, you may not be able to control how other people act or what they do, but you can control your actions. Yeah. And this is basically what he's trying to help, help you with with yeah. these four agreements, is to help you control your own behavior and reaction and thoughts. Because, <laughs> trust me, because people, they, they're, they're dicks for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. And Because of how the wind blew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The wind can just blow in the wrong way and, you know, this motherfucker starts calling you an asshole. Your yeah, he's ruining your whole day, yeah. You know? Like, road rage. Yeah. You know, I don't understand people with road rage. They're just, they're just breaking agreements left and right. <laughs> On, on the road, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and how, yeah, nah, I'm seeing this whole episode, it's <laughs> a whole podcast just to do that, you know. But, yeah, but um, yeah, that's the book. Mm-hmm. I, I say read it, get a little insight, make your own adjustments to the agreements, and you know, live your best life, live your heaven on hell, and um, yeah. don't do drugs. Unless it's marijuana. Right. 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 I think we can agree that um, I'm impeccable with marijuana. Mm-hmm. I'm very impeccable with marijuana. Yeah, I take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't assuming a man with me, man. I do my best. I do my best to stay high. Right. Shit. <laughs> My only assumption is this is going to make me go to sleep. <laughs> or, or I'm going to be up. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to be thinking I'm going to be in my feelings about right. what I did years ago. Is this, okay, what, what strain is this? <laughs> right. like, Chad, maybe I should. Am I going to be thinking back to when I was five? Or, you know? <laughs> I shouldn't assume the dealer had me. I should have asked questions of what this was. <laughs> you see, guys, you see how how flexible with these agreements are? Yeah. Yep. These agreements. You adjust it to what you are passionate about yes and i am passionate about smoking i'm gonna do my best to smoke the dankest weed on this mm-hmm. island ow my leg but yes that's usually how well that's how i perceive the agreements mm-hmm. in a sense but yes guys four agreements don miguel ruiz oh here's another book he has he has a three series yeah book. it's a wisdom a wisdom series oh wisdom series so what's the name of the second book um love a mastery of love mastery of oh god <laughs> i forgot you, we talked about this yeah. and i'm just like mm. <laughs> but then there's some things that you told me about that i that i'm actually looking forward to reading so i gotta finish uh rich dead poor dead which i'm gonna let you use when i'm done i'll let you know mm-hmm. and uh and i can start reading the miracle of love and we can actually do oh the ma- master i said miracle Did it I say is miracle? Like a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah love is a fucking miracle <laughs> Shit. <sighs> but anyway yeah um yeah so i'll read the mastery of love and once again we'll take some notes and we'll uh we'll talk about it yeah um yeah so if you guys like what you hear um I'll just follow my podcast a little bit more. All right, guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, on um, another note, 
You have a good morning, a good evening, and a good night. Take care.